We need to be more of a coach than a cop. We need to know how to do it conversationally. We need to know how to establish and apply consequences. There's a lot of skill involved with effectively holding people accountable. Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings, sponsored by BG Products. Be good to your customers with BG. Hello, everyone. I'm Gene Girdley, and I produce and direct the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast and virtual events. The Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast is your source for automotive industry leaders, innovators, and top performers, providing you with the latest ideas, technology, customer trends, and performance improvement strategies. And now, here's Ted Ames. Everyone, Dave Anderson is the president of Learn to Lead. He's a top international speaker and author on personal and corporate performance improvement. Dave is the author of 15 books, including Intentional Mindset, Developing Mental Toughness, and A Killer Instinct, due out on April 13th. And Dave is also the host of the wildly popular podcast, The Game Changer Life. His no-nonsense messages impact listeners and readers in over 145 countries. And Dave presents 100 plus times annually to some of the top business leaders, athletic teams, and nonprofits throughout the world. Dave Anderson, welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Thank you, Ted. Good morning, everyone. Great to be with you on the final day of this great event and talking about a topic that is just essential to people, to getting the most out of people, to retraining, uh, retaining great people, and to weeding those out who just no longer uh, can grow or want to grow. And it's all about mastering the art of accountability. And I'm going to give you some key takeaways from a two-day class I hold on this topic. You're going to get the key points in two days here in about 25 minutes. But they're very, they're very applicable to any of you in any position. If you're managing people, if you're raising kids, it doesn't matter. The same accountability principles apply. There are some real principles at work here. And the first thing I want to share is that Holding people accountable, it really requires two things. And many of the people I, I see are good at one of these and they're a little lacking at the other. We got to get good at both. And it requires the right skill set and the right mindset. You've got you've to do both really well. You see, you've got to know how to do it. That's the skill set. We need to know how to set clear expectations that are high enough to stretch people. We need to know how to give effective feedback, not in a bullying manner. We need to be more of a coach than a cop. We need to know how to do it conversationally. We need to know how to establish and apply consequences. There's a lot of skill involved with effectively holding people accountable. But then the mindset part is we also need to make ourselves do it. See, a lot of us know how to do it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it because things are going along so well right now. Why rock the boat or... I don't know how the person's going to react or, you know what, I just don't want to make myself uncomfortable and deal with that right now. I'll just kick the can down the road a bit. Or we've got all these reasons not to do what we're being paid to do. And so we have to develop both. If you have the skill set without the mindset, you're not going to do your job. Now, if you have the mindset, yeah, I've got to do it but you don't know how to do it, you'll make a mess of things. And you're likely to get sued somewhere down the line these days if you do this the wrong way or say the wrong thing. And so getting good at both of these, it's it's an art and it can happen. You can get better. You may be lax with this right now. You may be reluctant. You may not be very skilled. You can change that. These are skills that can be developed. Now, 
let me tell, talk about something here that might help you with the mindset part. I, I think a lot of us, we know how to do it. We're not doing it for whatever reason. And if you're looking at accountability as something you're doing to somebody, you'll always be reluctant to do it because naturally we don't want to do something to somebody. But if you look at accountability as something you're doing for them, and that's my point here, accountability is something you do for someone. It's something you do for someone, not to someone. You have to see that you're doing it for them. Now, they may not see it that way. Let me take a little pressure off of you. You are not responsible for how they see it. You're responsible for doing your job and doing it the right way, right? Not, not again, using the right type of finesse and conversational skills. But as long as you look at it as something you're doing to them, you'll be reluctant to do it. In fact, you may even apologize for it. I see people do this and it just makes me ill. They sit down with someone that they're going to hold accountable and they say, buddy, I hate to do this to you. And now when you start off the conversation that way, you've already turned them into a victim because they're like, what are you going to do to me? And you've turned yourself into the bad guy. And so don't apologize for doing your job. I would never apologize for that. I might say, you know what? I hate that you created a situation where this conversation is now necessary, but we're going to have it, right? It needs to be said. So stop apologizing for it. It goes downhill from there on out. Now, most of you maybe at one time or maybe now you're raising kids and you know you probably have some do's and don'ts. And you may have some consequences. If they, they don't do the do and they do do the don't, then there's going to be some consequences. Now, think about the principle behind applying those consequences to your children. Is it just because you're mean or you're a jerk or you're a bully or you don't care about them? It's the opposite of all those things, isn't it? It's because you care enough about them to want better for them. You care enough about them to confront them and have a tough love conversation with them that's going to make you and them uncomfortable, but you're willing to do that anyway because you are not going to let them get themselves in trouble or in the employment vernacular, you're not going to let someone walk off the cliff on your watch. You care enough about them. They can be upset with you for a while. You're willing to risk that and jeopardize that to get them back on the right track. And until you see it this way, is something that, and it is a mindset issue, is something you are doing for someone, you'll always be reluctant to do it and you'll do it too late. A lot of us hold people accountable, it's too late. We don't get there early enough. In my classes, I talk about the principle, shovel the piles while they're small, get there early. It's so much easier to fix these things with a simple conversation in the early stages, shovel that pile while it's small. It happens again and again and again and again. Now you're dealing with a mountain and now they've got a habit going on and it's a lot harder to change it then. And so we've got to get the right thinking behind this, all right? And you've got to be willing to subject yourself to some discomfort. You've got to be willing to make yourself uncomfortable doing your job because I'll tell you this about accountability. At the end of the day, if you're in a leadership position, this is not an option. This is a duty. You don't get to pick if you're going to be an effective leader, whether you're going to do this or not. Some of us, we've turned it into multiple choice. And, and if you're not, if you're scared to do your job, you've either got to, got, you've got to get better at your job or you've got to go get another job because this comes with the territory. It's that big of a deal because there's too much at stake not to do it. I mean, you think about what happens when you're not holding someone accountable. It affects morale. What's that cost you? 
you can't put a price on some of this stuff. We, we calculate production and that matters too, but these other things like morale, momentum, damage to the culture, damage to the brand, damage to the customer experience, damage to the team member experience, irreparable damage to your own credibility as a leader. There's no way you can even begin to quantify that stuff. And then you throw production on top of it. You see, the stakes are too high not to do this. So you've got to get better at doing this. And where we really get in danger is when things are going well. That's the time we're least likely to do this. I mean, when the bottom falls out, we have that bad day, bad week, bad month, bad quarter. Okay, now, now we'll do our job. Well, it's a little late then. The best time to fix the roof is when the sun is shining. Hold people accountable. Some of you are doing really well right now while wow, things are going well. But be aware that that's when it's less likely to happen. As prosperity rises, urgency falls. As prosperity rises, intensity wanes. And so be aware and continue to do the right things day in, day out. And so we've got to, we've got to develop this skill set and this mindset to do it. And it's easier to do it when we realize the cost of not doing it. And by the way, all those things I mentioned, momentum, morale, culture damage, when you're not holding people accountable, that's not a one-time penalty either, is it? It'd be easier if you could just hold your nose, write the check one time and be done with the damage that's happening. But it's, it's misery on the installment plan. That's what it amounts to. And you and your people are paying for it over and over and over again. And so we have to, we have to get the mindset to where this comes with the territory. If I'm going to sit in this chair, if I'm going to fulfill this role, I owe this not just to the culture, the team, and my own credibility. I owe it to the person to have that conversation with them and help them get things turned around. So I just, I, you know, what if he quits? What if he leaves? They may do that. I understand. But what if you continue not to do your job and you lose the respect and esteem of the rest of the people who want to stay and get better? What's that going to cost you? And, and I, would, I would contend that some of us have some high performers right now who are toxic, who violate our values, who come in late, who don't think the process applies to them. And we're so afraid to address that with them because what if they leave? You better be asking another question. What's it going to cost if they stay and continue to do those things? And so take the optional part out of this. You've got to do it. You've got to do it quickly. You've got to do it the right way. Now, something else that maybe will help you. And I, I find some leaders really struggle with this. And when I was a young sales manager coming up in the car business, I had a problem controlling my emotions. It's something I've really worked on over the years. But accountability should be a conversation. Don't get angry. You don't need to get personal and cuss at people and bring up the last 10 stupid things they did, like you're bringing out the rap sheet, you're reading off their 10 charge indictment, and all you've managed to do is take the focus off the matter at hand when you do that. You don't need to get personal and call names and humiliate them in front of other people. Listen, you might have words to say that are 100% accurate and 100% right, but if they don't get through because the way you're delivering them is such a distraction, is so abusive and offensive, then you have wasted your time and damaged that relationship. Accountability is a conversation. Practice the art of having conversations. If you're a hothead, then it may be better to wait a couple minutes, not a couple days to get yourself together and have a more meaningful 
intelligent, mature conversation with somebody, but you have got to keep the emotions out or what you are becomes such a distraction. They cannot hear what you say. It's a conversation. Conversations are easier to listen to. They're easier to listen to. They're more likely to get through. They're more conducive to building relationships. They convey more compassion and more respect. And I really do believe the reason many managers get angry, you know who they're angry at? They're angry at themselves. They're angry deep down. They're angry at themselves that they let it get this far. Or maybe they know they were never clear enough about what they expected in the first place. And now the wrong things keep getting done. And so now they have to address it. There, there's something about they're, they're upset that they let it get to this point. Well, you can be upset with yourself, but you can't take that out on somebody else. The best thing to do is to forget about fault. It's not, maybe it was your fault, but you can fix it, right? So we have to have the right mindset. We have to make a conversation. We have to understand that this is something we are doing for someone. Now let's talk about the skill set a little bit. You got to get more clear about what you expect. You see, accountability begins with clarity. It's interesting when people come to my to my class, by the time we take the first break, they get all fired up. Oh man, this is where we need help. I got to go have that tough conversation with so-and-so and I got to start applying tougher consequences and I have to calm them down a little bit. It's like, okay, you will probably need to do those things, but that is not where you start. I said, you first, you've got to make sure you are resolutely clear about what you expect in the first place. Otherwise, the question is accountable for what? You see, ambiguity is the enemy of accountability. You would never be able to sit down with me and say, you know what, Anderson, you're not cutting it. If you haven't been resolutely clear about what cutting it is. And I do think subconsciously, I don't know that it's intentional. Many managers are reluctant to get too clear about what they expect because they know if they do that, in a sense, they're backing themselves in a corner and they're actually going to have to enforce that clear expectation or enforce that clear consequence. So subconsciously, if I leave it kind of vague, if I don't get real clear, I don't put me or that person in a corner. Well, you got to do better than that. I mean, choosing a strategy of, of surrender is, is no way to lead. Now, when you talk about clarity, we are, we are talking about a lot of different things. Your core values, that's part of clarity. Some people have core values. You go in and you survey the people on their team. They don't even know what they are. Now they're hanging on a wall. Nice decor. Got a pretty decent frame. They're carrying a little card in their wallet that has the values on them. But they don't even know what they are. So how can you hold people accountable for stuff they don't know what they are? Or if they know they're there, they don't know how real they are because you never talk about them. Or maybe you violate them. Maybe one of your values is teamwork. That's a common value. We have five core values in our company. One of them is teamwork. And part of teamwork is being there on time for your teammates. Would you agree? Maybe you're late. Okay. Maybe one of your values is integrity and, and you have a hard time keeping your commitments, with vi which violates integrity. So maybe deep down, you know, you're not living these values as excellently or consistently as you could. So you're kind of reluctant to hold somebody else accountable. Well, you're going to have to get better than that. You've got to be the walking, talking, living embodiment of these core values. We have five core values in our company. If somebody comes in late, they violate all five of them. So I don't talk about your five minutes late. I talk about the fact that you violated five of our core values. Okay. And that's a whole different conversation than the five minutes. 
And guess what? I don't have a problem with. I don't have a problem with tardiness because we have consequences. The third time you're late here in a year, you're fired. The first time it's a verbal, the second time it's a written warning, the third time you're going to have to go find out something else to do with your life. Because we have a small team and I have to count on the fact that you can be here when you're supposed to be here. And I live in the LA area and we have every reason for people to be late. We got traffic, earthquakes, wildfires, an occasional riot and freeway shooter. And people can say, well, it's just not very fair to have three and you're done. No, that the first two are grace at the beginning of their, their year anniversary with us. The clock starts again. But I got to tell you something, what you tolerate will continue. I encourage everyone to reach out to Dave Anderson, uh, a great inspiration. Dave, thank you so much for your, your message here this morning to kick us off and, and get us started. I appreciate the invite and being able to spend some time with you on this important topic, Ted. Y'all take care. Dave Anderson here at the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Thanks for joining us on the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings, sponsored by BG Products. Help your customers be good for life with the Lifetime BG Protection Plan. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or any of our Fixed Ops Roundtable events, or if you'd like sponsorship information, reach out to Ted Ings at area code 212-763-0016. That's 212-763-0016. 212-763-0016. On behalf of Ted Ings and everyone at the Fixed Ops Roundtable, I'm Gene Girdley. Thanks for listening.